You, my friend, are listening to The Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. As always, this show is brought to you by lovely listeners just like you. Thank you so much, Ridiculous Hat, Beef Squatch, and James W., and anyone else who joins as a patron for making this show possible. You can join them and help us directly by becoming a patron at just $1 per month at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. My name is Guy Grumpy, and I'm co-host of the show with my good friend Noodle Swoop. And today we're going to start revealing or re- reviewing the release cards for the Voyage to the Sunken City, the new set uh, coming on April 12th. There are 55 cards already shared with us, but we figure breaking them down to a weekly chunks will make it a little bit easier for us, and we'll try to package them up together in a overall set podcast, uh, which seems to be the most popular way to consume. But before we get there. This wouldn't be the happy Hearthstone without sharing our joy. So, Noodle, you want to tell us what uh, has been bringing you joy or happiness? Well, uh, for me, I've definitely been extremely happy as I just got back from a much-needed vacation. Uh, my first vacation, actually, in three years uh, with everything going on. And uh, I just went to uh, Greece and got to see um, the amazing sights there. It's, it, it was quite the blast. Although uh, I'm, I am just returning uh, last night, um, so definitely dealing with a little bit of jet lag. <laughs> so why Greece? Um, well, I mean, Greece is kind of where like all this stuff kind of started, right? You talk about all those those great historical uh, things like the the Iliad and the Odyssey. You've got you know all all of the great uh, gods of the pantheon and. Um, it's, it's, you know, to me, it's definitely the, the spot to see where, where it all begins. Interesting. Uh, yeah. First time in, first time out of the U S was it? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's my first trip out of the U S. Uh, and so it's my first place to go. Um, and it, it was amazing. I mean, so many great sites, amazing food. Uh, definitely my favorite thing that I got to see was, uh, going to the temple of Poseidon, which is alongside the GNC and there's not much else out there, but the, the temple itself. And it's just so beautiful. Um, it definitely makes you feel like you were walking in the footsteps of gods. It was just amazing. I cannot suggest uh, going somewhere else any more than that trip. It was phenomenal. So would you go to Greece again or go to somewhere else? Uh, definitely. I, I got to keep exploring. I think either the next place for me is either uh, Germany or, or Japan. Um, I do know a little bit of German. Granted, not so much Japanese, but uh it'll still be fun to get, get a chance to explore for sure. But uh, so guy, what's making you happy? You know, there's so many things to, to make me happy now with the new set coming with uh, getting a new job and starting in a couple of weeks. Uh, but honestly, the, the biggest kick that I've gotten uh, lately is the former host of the show, Andrew Brown opened a TikTok account. Uh, so just seeing him, he's full of energy. He's got really good humor. Uh, so if you if you are on TikTok and you miss him, definitely find him and check him out. It's it's a good good show. Oh, excellent! Um, but uh, now that we've talked about that, let's jump right in with the rundown of the new keywords for Voyage in the Sunken City. Um, so the Voyage in the Sunken City, we have uh, two new keywords and also a new tribe as well. Um, so the first new keyword is Colossal and uh, minions with the Colossal keyword. They come with the extra appendages that synergize with their main body in powerful ways. And the appendages are summoned uh, with the main body, even if the Colossal wasn't played from hand. 
And then uh, the new the other new keyword is dredge. It's a new keyword that lets you look at the bottom three cards of your deck and pick which one goes up to the top of your deck. That seems like a good combination of uh, of things then. <laughs> For sure. And oh, we also have the new tribe as well. We have uh, Nagas, which are spell focused minion types that offer you bonuses uh, when you play one or more spells while those Nagas are in your hand. I like that there's a new um, tribe, I guess. And we've seen a lot in Battlegrounds where they can add new uh, tribes pretty easily. I think that there's some value in doing that on the uh, on the constructed side as well. Uh, so I'm kind of excited where they go. The Colossals really got me interested because I like the, to be the Timmy that plays the big cards uh, that fill his whole board. Uh, so uh, it's, it seems like a great thematic uh, and great, uh, great fun uh, theme. Yeah, in fact, I, if I remember correctly, I was watching something earlier. They were talking about the the themes as well. The Naga is actually like their first. This is the first set that they've done kind of that that building around a specific new tribe since Angoro when they did Elementals. And so there's a lot of things I think that they probably even learned from Angoro that allowed them to kind of tailor and focus the way that they did this new tribe joining us as well so i'm excited to see how it impacts our our experience as well in standard yeah i'd like to have them go back and do kobolds too (laughs) (laughs) no take candle so after uh they've uh announced the keywords then they've given us a freebie uh in the blade master okani it's a legendary four mana two six with a battle cry. Secretly choose to counter the next minion or spell that your opponent plays while this is alive. And it's playable now, this far in advance of the new set, which doesn't release until uh, the 12th. So uh, it's already been showing up. It's a lot of fun to play, uh, just being able to counter um, whatever uh, they might try to get you with. I- I've actually been using it to great effect as well um, and really enjoy it, especially you, you think about those plays that happen you know in the in kind of those five six seven stages of the game where you know they maybe uh players looking to play their their uh arbor up or their uh their quest rewards as well you can just end up countering those if they if they're unwise and and their choices along the way oh yeah you just double hit them uh this one and mutinous uh can be really disruptive at that stage of the game you just have to time them right I've definitely seen it, uh, the card being used already um, to great effect. Granted, it is a legendary card. There's only one of them, but uh, definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, we get a lot lot of time to practice it. All right, so uh, let's jump right in. Um, We'll start with the Demon Hunter. Uh, First up, we have Azshiron Defector. It's a rare four mana five three with Rush and a Death Rattle put a sunken defender on the bottom of your deck. And the Sunken Defender is a 4-mana 5-3 Naga with Charge. After this attack, steals 5 damage to an enemy minion. So we're getting Charge minions back. Isn't that crazy? Oh, I, especially in Demon Hunter, too. Like, you're already talking about they're, they're, they're able to go face with, with weapons and damage, uh, giving them another uh, minion to be able to kind of do that, that damage as well. Definitely giving me those, those uh, you know, Kanye vibes as well. <laughs> <laughs> next up is multi-strike it's a rare one mana fell spell give your hero plus two attack this turn they may attack an additional enemy minion um so giving demon hunters some more board control tools uh enabling them to 
also use those fell synergies. Uh, it definitely seems like this is going to be a, a powerful tool that we're going to see uh, being used. Uh, definitely. Um, it's fell, so it just fits in with their fell deck so well. Uh, it's an easy slot in. A Shylag of the Abyss, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is a legendary 7-mana uh, 3-6 demon with Colossal plus 4. At the start of your turn, increase the damage of Shylag's stocks by 1. So it'll come in with 4 stocks, and each of them are 2-mana 1-2 demons. At the end of your turn, deal 1 damage to a random enemy. So you start off, because that's the end of the, the uh, turn effect, um, getting value out of them right away. Yeah, and that value is going to add up. First four damage, and then eight damage if they survive that next turn. And then they just keep doing damage, even if you manage to kill the body, right? Right. That's fun. You just have the worm behind uh, flailing around. <laughs> oh, it reminded me of uh, cutting off the heads of the Chimera and said mm-hmm. they split into two. And said there's, you cut off the head and the head's still attacking you, or the stalk, rather. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's move on to druid all right so the first druid card that we have is a rare zero mana spell aquatic form and uh, also our first dredge card dredge if you have the mana to play the card this turn draw it seems very straightforward um supports the the spell druid uh pretty nicely additionally it's a zero mana draw card i mean that's amazing. Plus, I think even if you end up using it and you can't draw that draw it right away, I still think it's valuable to know which card you're putting on the top of your deck. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just kind of like a discover that goes uh, that does delayed by one turn, right? Um, and you know, it actually is going to work well with our next card, which is Azjard Gardens, a common one mana spell. Give all minions in your hand plus one plus one and put a Sunken Gardens on the bottom of your deck, which Sunken Gardens is a one-mana spell. Give plus one, plus one to all minions in your hand, deck, and battlefield. That's a very cheap effect on those Sunken Gardens, so uh, pulling that up from the the bottom uh, with Dredge is really going to be good. Yeah, uh, you know, it reminds me of Holy Sermon, which is that Paladin card that we've, we've seen... Um, I want to say it was from Barons, um, and you know, th- at four mana, it's it was still you know kind of bordering on something that was going to be used, uh, but definitely at one mana, uh, you better believe there you're going to see that being used for sure. Just cheap spells for Druid, it's, it's tough when they're already dominating the meta, you know. <laughs> for sure, let's go ahead and move on to Flipper Friends. That's our common. Uh, Five mana spell, which you get to choose one, summon a six six orca with taunt or six one one otters with rush. That's a good choose one. And it's a nature spell, which I guess has some play uh, with it for getting you able to draw more cards, I guess. Uh, also, very cute artwork on this one. You got to love otters in general and a happy orca to go with it. <laughs> for sure. And um, I could see. Uh, the potential also with the fact that they're beasts, right? And even taunt beasts, uh, seeing some synergy there as well with the cards that we have from the, the set that's coming with us, right? From uh, Fractured and Ultrac Valley. Mm-hmm. So cool. All right. And we'll move on to Miracle Growth. That's a common seven mana spell. 
draw three cards, summon a plant with taunt, and stats equal to your hand size. Seven mana for draw is a little bit tough, but you can get there pretty quick, and the effect is pretty good, um, especially if you're maintaining a pretty large hand size, uh, which druids sometimes do. I also think with Guff being able to draw cards into your hand, you're going to see that that plant grows in quite a bit of size. Mm-hmm. Um, also kind of reminds me of, you know, um, another Paladin spell that was like eight mana, heal eight and draw three cards that also sometimes saw play. And But instead, you're creating a threat on the board while you're drawing those cards. So even if it kind of feels like you're taking a turn off just to fill your hand, you're you're not as you're creating that big taunt to also kind of protect you as well. Good point. Um, so we'll move on to Hedra the Heretic. That's our legendary 7 mana 4-5 Naga. As a battle cry for each spell you've cast while holding this, summon a minion of that spell's cost. We're definitely seeing this in play with uh, spell-based druids. Um, it's any minion, right? So it it's, could be just be limitless. Yeah, and I mean, if you talk about sometimes that's where maybe that previous card, right, or Miracle Growth, that now you're getting a seven mana cost minion. So that can become quite powerful to fill up your board with big minions that you can then later on buff with maybe some of your uh, dredged up treasures or um, other buff spells that we still have. Now we have Kolek as our first colossal um with uh it's a legendary seven mana six five beast with when he gets summoned he summons his collect shell which is a five mana zero eight beast with taunt death rattle gain eight armor not like they really needed help with uh armor gain but uh pretty powerful and beast druid's been a thing uh druid as a whole has been very strong uh the last few months i want to say uh so is there some support here some things to change up i think it'll change it just a little bit on the beast side um and i could see uh there being some uh unique things going on with either uh, the beast uh, kind of uh, aspect of it or even like taunt aspect especially when you can talk about mark of the spike shell you could maybe get multiples of these uh colex shells so that way you could continually gain armor and maintain that immunity on the the head of Kolek. Very cool. Uh, moving on to Hunter. Uh, we have Barbed Nets. It's a one mana common spell. Deal two damage to an enemy. If you played a Naga while holding this, choose a second target. Oh, wow, that, that feels like that fits slots right into uh, the quest hunter for sure. Yeah, for sure. Even at just one mana, deal two da- damage to the enemy's face. Even if you're not holding a Naga um, per se, um, it could be quite useful. Although maybe you will see some more minions going into Quest Hunter. Uh, perhaps. Uh, perhaps even Raj Nazjan or Nazjan. Uh, it's a legendary two mana, two, three Naga. After you cast a spell, deal damage equal to its cost to the enemy hero. <sighs> Wow. I mean, just wow. Right. I, th- I think about like that finishing volley that you're going to see coming from uh, from that uh, quest hunter for sure, especially if you combine those two together. Yeah. Um, and you're talking about 
yeah, it's one damage for that that one spell. But if you're adding in also the fact that you're getting in those free hero powers, it's going to add up. For sure. Multi-threats there. Almost like having taunt. <laughs> the Twinbow Terror Coil is a rare 4-mana four 4-4 four, four Naga with Battlecry. If you've cast a spell while holding this, your next spell casts twice. So I'm assuming that'll take the last one that you cast uh, before you. Uh... So as long as you, so so as long as you've cast a spell while you're holding the naga, that's kind of like the important part, right? So it oh, doesn't okay. matter which spell you've cast first, as long as you, like, let's say you had it in your hand from the beginning of the game and you coined out something else altogether, mm-hmm. that would turn on the battle cry. So it's just okay. once you play your terror coil, then you can also double whatever that next spell is that you cast and it doesn't sound like it's even on that turn so you could you know wait until your next spell goes to cast on your next turn yeah that's that's pretty good (laughs) and so we move on to mage Mm -hmm. and we start off with commander savara four mana three five naga which is their legendary um, battle cry if you cast three spells while holding this add those spells back to your hand which actually I did a little bit of research and it's actually the first three spells that you cast those are the ones that will return to your hand so even if you end up casting four five six twenty other spells which is sometimes possible in mage mm-hmm. it's just the first three <laughs> more the miracle mage then right uh <laughs> we had big spells for a little while, but now it's going to come back to trying to uh, ping someone. All right. And we move on to Mecha Shark. It's a common three mana four three mech. After you summon a mech, deal three damage randomly split among all enemies. Now, mechs, or the mage isn't really known for their mechs, uh, but they got a few uh, good ones in Boomstay that I had a lot of fun trying to make work. Uh, so maybe in Wild, we'll get to fool around with this uh, just for the mech synergies. But even that, um, if uh, I'm assuming that this counts itself as that as well. So splitting that up with the randomness, uh, it's down my alley anyway. <laughs> I could definitely see this going a little overboard, too. Oh, for sure. But I wonder if the magnetic actually counts because it does hit play for just a second. Hmm. I guess we'll experiment in wild. Yeah, will we will be able to snip snap our way to victory. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so gifts of Ashara. That's a rare two mana arcane spell. Draw a card. If you played a Naga while holding this, do it again. So it's playing the Naga again? Uh, I think you get to draw a card again. Oh, as long oh. as you're holding a Naga while you cast it. I see. I see. Grammar. I was reading it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old joke. Of you go to the store and if they have a dozen, get eggs. And they get a dozen eggs. <laughs> it's all good. All right. Gaia the Tectonic is our legendary 8-mana 5-7 mech, which is a colossal plus 2. After a friendly mech attacks, deal 1 damage to all enemies. You get 2 3-mana uh, 
two, three rush mechs, which are the drills, Gaia's drills. So they'll immediately get to attack right away, giving you uh, two damage to all those enemies right off the bat, as long as you have, you know, something to attack into. Yeah, I mean, that, I guess, justifies the lower uh, stats for the the, uh, mana cost. But um, yeah, in Wild, I definitely see this seeing some play, at least experimentation. It's a little bit expensive for the meta right now, but um, I'll go back and try some some uh, mech mages for sure. Uh, um, I don't... To me, it just feels like a kind of a clash to all we've been seeing out of mage recently, which is not very many minions and mainly a lot of spells. So to all of a sudden get a really expensive minion that has actually a really cool board control, very kind of like board centric minion. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> There's just not enough mechs, I think, uh, in standard, at least to to make that count. I, I think where we might even see this come up is from uh, one of the cards later on that we saw with the initial release that shuffles in some of those colossals. We'll see it see play from there. Oh, okay. All right. And then we have um, Eshjarin Sweeper, which is a common three mana, three, four mech for Mage, which has a battle cry, put a sunken sweeper on the bottom of your deck, which a sunken sweeper is a three mana, three, four mech with a battle cry, add three random mechs to your hand. Wait, you were talking about. You were talking about not having enough mechs. Now, I feel like that's given you a lot of mechs. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I guess we'll see how many more get released. Uh, that just is making this set even more interesting to me because we've seen pirates. Uh, we've seen mechs. Uh, there's some uh, some murlocs coming. So all my favorites. And Naga. Naga, we'll see how that works too, yeah. Speaking of which... We have our spell coiler. That's a common two mana two three naga with a battle cry. If you cast a spell while holding this, discover a spell. It's kind of weird to have these ones that happen on the outside of like the battle cry doesn't take effect right away. It's a little bit weird, but this shouldn't be hard to trigger. You can even coin it out on turn one and uh, discover a spell. It seems pretty good. Yeah. I I think it's interesting the way that they chose to do these synergies. It's like if you if you're able to cast that spell while holding a naga, you get a great thing. Or if you're holding a naga and you cast a spell, you get a kind of a cool thing, too. But what's interesting is I don't know if all the classes are necessarily going to have nagas or spells that are related to nagas. It's like I see see a little bit in mage, see a little bit in demon hunter, see a little bit in hunter. But not every class so far as have we seen those nagas appear. So I think we're also going to see some of the, uh, you know, explorers and the other classes too. So. Excellent. Moving on to Paladin, where I'm obviously the most qualified to speak. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Immortalized in Stone is a common seven mana holy spell. Summon a one, two, two, four, and four, eight sea guardian with taunt. Uh, I think about uh, the fact that like there, it's a holy spell first off. So Cariel can discount this down mm -hmm. to six mana. 
Um, and then that's just with one attack. If you get multiple attacks with carry, it can become even cheaper. Um, which if you get it to six mana, that could also work well with like Dunboulder Bridge. So you might even see like, you know, it, it ends up with, you know, a three, four, a four, six and a six, 10, which that's, that's a lot of taunt. Um, yeah, sure is. Now, granted, uh, taunt's not going face. So, I mean, but Paladin's never really been one of those to like, like they've been very board centric with buffs and such as well. So I I could see this uh, seeing play, especially with some of the other cards that come with this set as well. Next up, Seafloor Savior. He's a common two mana two two mech. Battle cry Dredge. If it's a minion, give it this minion's attack and health. So with this one, it starts off as a two two. So if you dredged like your colossal. I don't know if you'd want to turn that into a tutu. <laughs> right. But at the same time, I feel like there's going to be like a treasure, for example, that maybe you're going to want to dredge up that also somehow synergizes with this uh, to be able to buff it as well. Plus, we also know that hand hmm. buff does exist in Paladin too. So if you time this right with some hand buffing as well, it could actually be really powerful, especially at two mana. The Garden's Grace is an epic 10-mana holy spell. Give a minion plus 5, plus 5, and Divine Shield. Costs one less for each mana you've spent on holy spells this game. So uh, this is actually the spell that I was talking about as well. You talk about we when we started off, we had um, Immortalized in Stone. Well, that's 7 mana. So even if you just count it down to 6, now your Garden's Grace only costs 4 mana. And once you spend the 4 mana on this Garden's Grace the next Garden's Grace that you cast is going to be zero. Wow, so, yeah. Um, it ends up becoming really powerful, I've and uh, I feel like you're definitely going to see this card see a lot of play. For sure. <laughs> for those of us that don't like the games to go all the way to ten, turn 10, uh, it'll be really sad to see all those taunts that you're popping out. <laughs> <laughs> Katori Lightblade is a legendary 2-mana two 2-3. Two, After you cast a holy spell on this, cast it again on another friendly minion. <laughs> so uh, when I saw this, the, the card art immediately gives me vibes of like, he's an underwater Jedi because he's got like a <laughs> lightsaber in his hands. Uh, yeah. And uh, I just, I, I love it. There's just so many light layers to this. He also, he also kind of looks like a samurai just an amazing card. <laughs> um, plus at two mana, um, you you could see how you could get Garden's Grace to, to zero. Um, so it could be a really powerful swing turn where you're able to get two buffs of massive size on, you know, two two very powerful minions, especially if you just end up uh, doing that. With Sidon, even if you don't have anything on the board at the time, you're going to end up having two really powerful minions hitting the board and uh, both with divine shield plus five plus five. So that's a lot of stats and only for five mana, especially if you've gotten your uh, Garden's Grace discount down to zero already. So I'm trying to think of what, uh, what spells that you cast on your minions rotates uh, with the set. Does that impact the, the one that gives it plus eight plus eight? Oh uh, yeah. Blessing of authority is yeah. is rotating. That's sad. And the Librams, right? The Librams too, yeah. I mean, I've definitely I feel like uh, I started off 
with the current set that's about to rotate by really like focusing on Librums and helping to make Librum a thing. And um, mm-hmm. he, he, now I've, I've gotten to the point where we've played it so much. I, I haven't even touched Librums for this whole entire set. <laughs> so, so like, I'm, I'm totally okay with them rotating. Like, I'm like, it's, it's, it's time for it's you time to It's time for something new. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've definitely become more of an aggressive style paladin player and like this buff paladin, I've been playing it actually for like the past couple of months and finally people were like, you know, this is actually good. <laughs> yeah. I saw Superior David post the list. I grabbed it uh, to test it out. I'm not as good as you guys at it, but uh, you know, <laughs> a shimmering sunfish is next. It's a rare three mana two five beast with a battle cry. If you're holding a holy spell, gain taunt and divine shield. Oh, pogfish is pog. Oh man, I I absolutely love this card. Um, he, he's just so joyous. <laughs> and on top of it, <laughs> he's talking know, about the art here. Yeah, the artwork, and you know you're going to be holding a holy spell, and at three mana. Two five uh, with taunt and divine shield. I mean, that's oh, it's 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 a beautiful card. Not just with the art, but also the card is just really good. I feel like you're definitely going to see the C play. Looking forward to it. It's a cute card too, so it fits all <laughs> all niches. It's so it's it's like levels upon level of just amazing. I I, I love this card. Makes me it it. it as soon as I saw it, it made me extremely happy. I was like, this fish is going to make my day. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of making the day, you get priest. Oh, <laughs> it's like move on from all the fun stuff to now over to this other side. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I understand. Wicked Good would be upset with me. I, I, <laughs> I, I do see the benefit of having priest out there. I'm not saying delete priest or anything, but uh, we'll we'll. We'll get through these cards. Speaking of getting through cards, Whirlpool is a epic nine mana nature nature spell for priests. I know, weird. Uh, destroy all minions and all copies of them wherever they are. Whew. Even your collection? No, come on now, not a collection. <laughs> Stay away from that priest. Yeah, right. Maybe that's why they're going to let us ban priest. <laughs> Oh, wow. The nature spell is kind of interesting. It's it's almost like um, they were kind of promoting the mage to have um, different spell schools that they used. So I wonder if Priest is going to get some of that now, because uh, it is kind of weird to see it as a nature spell. Well, and I, I think that you're that in, is enabling um, additionally like that the draw for the multicaster, right? Like now mm-hmm. there's another spell that priests can use to have more draw. It's really interesting to me how that that has continued to happen for many multiple classes. Yet for paladin, it's always been just holy spells minus that one shadow spell in the form of <laughs> um, oh my yog. <laughs> And so, uh, Priestess Vel... Oh, I'm going to mess that up. <laughs> Just Velish? Yeah. Okay. Uh, is a zero man- a legendary zero mana 1-1 one, one Naga with the battle cry. Refresh empty mana crystals for each spell you've cast this turn. Definitely hitting that Miracle Priest uh, 
archetype again, huh? <laughs> I I'm just really happy that that we also have seen the Nazmani Bloodweaver rotate because otherwise hmm. it I could see that getting really kind of gross. Now Wild is still going to be available, so yay. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> We'll see if it comes into play. It seems weird that there's really not a lot of cards that get added to the uh, to the meta. United and Stormwind kind of changed that a bit, uh, so that there is something new to play for everybody, all, all classes. Um, but this so far this time, I'm I'm not really seeing much. Oh, I, uh, I I think this one will definitely hit wild for sure. Like there's still like a blessing, zero mana, priest, right? Blessing priest that's out there, and it's zero mana. Like, yeah, I I, th- I think you'll see it. Now, whether or not that makes that that archetype more viable, less viable, I I don't know. Um, I don't play that one specifically, but um, I would think for sure it's a it's a really powerful card. I, I feel like you're you're gonna be upset when you see it hit play, and there's some <laughs> broken combo that comes out of it later on down the way. I, if, if, of all the cards that are out here, do I think? This card's going to get nerfed for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what? How will they nerf it with making it one mana? One mana. Taking off the Naga? Yeah. One mana. <laughs> maybe two mana. <laughs> the stats obviously can't change. What is it going to become a zero one? <laughs> no, it's going to be a one zero. It'll just die as soon as you play it. <laughs> Goes to your collection. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we have Handmaiden, which is a rare three mana three two Naga with Battlecry. If you cast three spells while holding this, draw three cards. Which by turn three you have drawn three three spells in a spell mage or a spell priest. I, I feel like you're you're going to be able to to manage that pretty quickly and be able to draw those cards as well. I which has been a little bit of a weakness for priests. We're so used to them generating new cards rather than drawing. So a little bit better here, I think, drawing cards that you know you will synergize with your deck. Especially three cards. I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is I'm jealous. Like multi card draw, like for three mana, right? And now we have Blackwater Behemoth. It's a legendary eight mana, eight ten beast with. Colossal plus one life steal with uh, it's also summons with it the behemoth's lure, which is a two mana one four beast at the end of your turn. Force a random enemy minion to attack the blackwater behemoth. Which, if you're looking at the art of the card, the lure is not the orca, it is simply the <laughs> little light. <laughs> Thanks for that <laughs> clarification. <laughs> <laughs> now this is the kind of thing that i don't really like in priest um it's a huge body but this one has a attack which i guess is new for priests they're they're used to having this be like a 210 or something for eight mana uh lifesteal i still don't think should be on anything over four attack but uh definitely a big uh, a big card um there's ways that you can get it out earlier too uh so we'll we'll see it oh for sure the only thing is is that like i also think about like um with the like raised dead pools with like resurrection pools 
the mm -hmm. lure itself will also be in that pool once you kill it. So it may not be as awesome as it is. <laughs> like there's some downside to also the upside, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, but at the same time, you also have things like the Alec Mount uh, being out there. So now you can also give taunt to this giant lifesteal minion. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think we're, we're going to see it see play and be upset when we do <laughs> for sure. But probably not strong enough that they want to, to nerf it. Yeah. I, I think it like for sure ends up in like a quest priest, right? Where that's the mm -hmm. number, like the eight mana cost card that they want to play just to make sure that they are able to, to live through long enough to be able to cast their uh, shard. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Alternate win conditions are always important for combo decks. <laughs> and speaking of ways to go ahead and cheat it out a little bit sooner, we also have Switcheroo, which is a common three mana spell. Draw two minions and swap their stats. Yeah, that would definitely be interesting. Wait, that only swaps their stats. That doesn't swap their mana cost. Hmm. But that means you can get the uh, 8, 10 body on a, something that costs one, right? True. Decks will be built around it, I suppose. <laughs> They'll figure a way to make that card extremely useful, I'm sure. Even if... And broken. Even if you have, um, like, just two minions that are of... Co comparable stats that you're drawing uh, for three mana you're drawing two cards so that's still phenomenal all right and we have uh serpent wig so give a minion plus one plus one if you played a naga while holding this add a serpent wig to your hand so, so add one of itself if you play a naga while you're holding it yep so and it repeats over and over that's seems pretty good as long as you keep playing Nagas, right? So you could play the zero right. mana one one Naga <laughs> to then get an extra copy to then play another zero mana I, I'm, hmm. and then have more mana. I'm okay. Miracle style. I won't be able to learn how the combination of cards. But there's, there's going to be some combination that figures into like there's a ridiculous amount of wigs on a really, really big <laughs> Naga that's now somehow able to smash me in the face. We'll see it in Grandmasters and try to emulate them and won't be able to. <laughs> All right, on to Rogue. Uh, we've got Asheron Vessel. It's a epic five-minute spell. Summon two 3-3 three, three pirates with stealth. Put a sunken vessel on the bottom of your deck. Uh, the sunken vessel uh, is a five-mana uh Spell casts when drawn. Summon two three three pirates with stealth. Sunken pirate is a three mana three three pirate with stealth. And Asheron pirate is a three mana three three pirate with stealth. Wow. I mean that that's really powerful um, for sure. This is definitely kind of fitting into those like scab vibes as well, like getting stealth threat minions onto the board um, kind of fits into that whole theme. Um, and they seem to be liking that lately uh, with the shuffling things back into your deck um, that automatically uh, resolve. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, it kind of fits with like the, the ticket vendors, right? So you get those stuffed bears that are three threes. Now those don't have stealth, mm-hmm. but it's still cast when drawn. I could see this coming into effect really well with uh, with some of the other like um, kind of shuffle shuffle rogue uh, cards as well. Krabatoa is a legendary six mana six five beast. Colossal plus two. Your Krabatoa claws have plus two attack. And the Krabatoa's claws are two mana two one beasts with rush and death rattle equip a two one claw. So they kind of replace themselves. Um I you know, I'm really kind of interested in seeing uh this colossal at work with Rogue. Um because Rogue also has like, you know, uh bounce effects. Yeah, shadow step. So you could easily see like where the claw ends up get like you end up getting like a board filled with claws and you have a weapon that's equipped as well and now you're talking about like so much damage being able to be dealt by Krabatoa. like i, <laughs> I think this is going to be an interesting one for sure i think we'll all be calling it like that Krabatoa. <laughs> Uh, the Cutlass Courier is a common three-mana 2-5 pirate. After your hero attacks, draw a pirate. If you haven't seen enough pirates in Warrior uh, lately, maybe we'll see a pirate rogue show up. Yeah, for sure. Um, and on top of it, being able to draw um, those pirates that, that are going to help you out. I think, um, especially when you're talking about like weapon rogue existing, and there are definitely pirates that help boost weapons too. I feel like we're going to see um, that pirate rogue kind of come into to its play for sure. I mean, you might also just play him with Mr. Smite and uh, so that you're guaranteed to draw him when you need him. True. Yeah. Multiple ways you can uh, build that deck. The bootstrap sunken ear is a, an epic five mana four, four pirate with combo, put an enemy minion on the bottom of your opponent's deck. So you can set them up with the dredge. And at uh, <clears throat> five mana, though, that, that seems a little expensive. Mm-hmm. Granted, it, it does remove one of those big threats and puts it somewhere that may not be able to come back into play until the very end of the game, uh, depending on how how much your opponent has used their uh, dredges already. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Well, it's a powerful effect. I, I feel like Rogue has some more options available to it, especially like in uh, Quest Rogue for eliminating threats at a cheaper cost. Uh, it's combo, though, so you also have to play something else in front of it uh, for that to take place. But it's definitely something you'd want to do, maybe coin into it on four um, or uh, shuffle the Colossal minions back in, even if they'll get it again through dredge just give you that extra turn that you sometimes need kind of like having the two stealths and and that maybe enough to reduce their your the threat of your opponents uh while you're chipping them away eh, I, I guess we'll see all right we're to shaman all right and so with shaman we get schooling a common one mana spell add three one one piranha swarmers to your hand um and the piranha swarmer that is a common happy uh, fish one mana no these aren't 
hogfish. These are angry fish. Come on now. <laughs> he's got a great smile. He does, but he's not so pog. Um, so it's a one mana one one beast that has rush, and after you summon a piranha swarmer, it gains plus one attack. So each additional piranha swarmer you get um, gets you. Um, more attack on these rushers, and you can see how if they manage to school together, um, it could result in a lot of damage being on the board. What's also really great about these uh, Piranha Swarmers is that there are multiple versions of the card that also have uh, different colors. So you can get a yellow Swarmer, an orange Swarmer, green Swarmer, a blue Swarmer, and a red. So make sure you know which ones you want. <laughs> and they, they all kind of are, are varied a little bit in their art as well. So I, I really love it. It's like a lot more flavor and 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 good art going into it. And there's also other cards that are going to get you uh, Piranha Swarmers well beyond just schooling. And one run rushes are not terrible. Easy to combo things with. Uh, especially once they... Once they start gaining those additional stats as well, I could see it uh, coming into a great effect for sure. Um, so Coral Keeper is a rare five mana three four Naga with a battle cry. Summon a three three elemental for each spell school you've cast this game. They have a few, so they're just expending that uh, that spell synergies to more uh, more classes then. Yeah, what's really interesting about this one, though, is it doesn't require that you have to cast those spell schools while you're holding the Naga, too. So so I actually really enjoy the fact that it does seem like there's a little more of uh, like a requirement for for that effect. But at the same time, I feel like you're definitely going to be able to build a pretty solid board mm-hmm. um, uh, once you do go and play this uh, Naga. Bioluminescence is an epic three-mana nature spell. Give your minions spell damage plus one. OTK possibilities there. Uh, especially once you've played all your elementals, right? <laughs> right. Set, set yourself up uh, just right, right? With your Coral Keeper, you get a get full board. Then you can follow it up with your uh, Bioluminescence to get them all plus one spell damage and then go to town. <laughs> It's funny that it's spell damage, right? Because uh, it would damage my ability to spell that if I needed to <laughs> look it up in the, the collection or something. <laughs> you just type bio, just like bio break, right? <laughs> you got it. Uh, the Piranha Poacher then finally get into the Murlocs. That's a rare three mana, two five Murloc. At the end of your turn, add a one one Piranha Swarmer to your hand. And it's the same Piranha Swarmer that the other card had. So uh, you don't only get one of them, but it's every turn. Oh, at the end of turn. And he's got five health. I mean, I I feel like you're going to get at least a couple of those Swarmers for sure. And that'll protect your the rest of your Murloc uh, minions. So hopefully you can get some out that stick around. And Shaman Murloc becomes a thing again. <laughs> Whoa. Scalding Geyser is a common one mana fire spell, deal two damage and dredge. So I, that's another cheap one, gives you the spell school synergy. Um, so I think the fire is a, 
other shaman fire spells are kind of expensive, if I recall correctly. Um, but yeah, this one definitely, definitely you'll see play, especially with all of your minions getting spell damage plus one. And that two damage can go face. So you can yeah. make sure to set up your bioluminescence and then there you go. There you go. Double bio. Next turn, Scalding Geyser. Same turn. <laughs> All right. We get to move on to Warlock now, which Warlock only has a couple cards, but uh, we'll start off with Gigafin. It's a eight mana legendary, seven four Murloc with Colossal. Plus one with a battle cry, devour all enemy minions and a death rattle of spit them back out with Gigafin's Maw is the six mana four seven Murloc that has taunt with death rattle permanently destroy all minions inside Gigafin. Wow, that's a really great combination. They're working together. Uh yeah, I like it. I like Murlocs though, so I'm a bit uh, a bit of a homer here. But but wait, this is this is a warlock Murloc. Yes, they've had times when they've tried to push that Murloc Warlock uh, in the past. Um, I think there's another one that you can uh, use health instead of the casting cost. Um, in older older sets, so you might be able to throw it together in uh, in wild just for fun. I don't think it'd be competitive. It's a little too too expensive for a soul murloc deck, but um, can save you a turn. Sometimes that's all you need. I really like the fact that like the taunt minion that would like mm-hmm. prevent the gigafin from being destroyed, so it spits back out the minions um, is is there. Um, granted, it's only four health that's on Gigafin, and uh, meanwhile, Gigafin's Maw has seven health, so kind of like the transpose those numbers back and forth. I, I kind of like it. I like the the balance of it as well. It's... Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that of the combination of Stalag and uh... Fuegan. Yeah, Fuegan. So Call back cool. to the past. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of uh, mana cost, health and mana cost, um, we're, I don't know Mere if Lux. you were talking about this card, but uh, Blood Scent Vilefin is a four mana, four, four Murloc with Battlecry Dredge. If it, if it's a Murloc, change its cost to health instead of mana. I mean, that fits with the quest line. Uh warlock pretty well i think yeah and especially if you're like if you know that your uh gigafin is uh gonna be on the bottom there like you could very mm, easily see see yourself like set up for a turn four gigafin right i mean that's that yeah. can be gross <laughs> <laughs> indeed yeah i hadn't even thought of that all right it's gonna be a thing we're calling it now <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, that's all that we got for Warlock. There's only two cards so far. We'll we'll do another episode next week uh, where we'll hopefully cover more uh, as we get closer to Expansion Day. Uh, so next up, we have Warrior Trench Stalker is a nine mana, eight, nine beast with a battle cry. Attack three different random enemies. So that could go face even. 
but only once. But only once. It's kind of a weird stat line, too. You don't see a lot of eight nines. You don't really see a lot with uh, eight attack other than, you know, straight up eight eights. I, I feel like, um, though, as far as like, in a like control warrior, that could that could work out quite well. Mm-hmm. And and especially you have things like to the front that help with discounting it. Um, so. I don't know, I, I feel like we could see that that actually come into uh, fruition. Yeah, I've started to see more uh, defensive warriors show up. So, yeah, and definitely those long games, you'll have this. Uh, have this in the deck. It's fun too, you know. Mm-hmm. Gives you the clear you need to get through. Maybe a taunt um, for the win. The fires of Zin Ashari is an epic two mana. Replace your deck or fire spell. I uh, replace your deck with minions that cost five or more. They cost five. Now that's not crazy uh, on curve, but as, you, as soon as you get close to that five mana point, then you're. Uh, you're hitting it. So, I mean, the the interesting thing, though, is that this replaces the entire deck. So, mm-hmm. like, it's like, just go ahead, go ahead and take out your, your what is in your deck and replace it with all these minions that that are, that could be six mana, seven mana, eight mana, nine mana, but they only cost five. I mean. Mm-hmm. It, it's interesting. I, I think you'd have to do some really quick little checks to see. I, I don't know, though, because I, I feel like there are some like seven mana cards, minions that are out there that it's like, well, if you didn't have the build around cards for it in your deck, you're not going to do yeah. much with it. Yeah, so good I don't point. know. I don't know. But we have seen we have seen like in Mage um, where they change the cost of spells in the deck. Uh, if you're doing the same thing with getting just extra value over the five. You might get unlucky and replace it all with five mana randomness, which is kind of what you were saying. But I have a feeling you're going to get a lot more out of this. Uh, and this will probably even make a, tri- a trip to wild. Um, just it seems like a really powerful effect for me. And, and nothing saying that you can't then, if you were holding to the front, then they become even cheaper. So they're three mana, <laughs> you know, right? minions that, then can like you're getting a lot of value there. I I don't know. Hopefully that value is worthwhile, but I just feel like there's also the potential that you're just, you know, you're just throwing your deck into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The black scale brute is a rare seven mana five, six Naga with taunt and a battle cry. If you have a weapon equipped, summon a five, six Naga with rush. Seems pretty good. Uh, maybe even as a post juggernaut turn where you're guaranteed to have a weapon. Um, seven mana for a five six isn't great as it's as it without the other abilities, but taunt and rush are very important for warrior. So I uh, definitely expect we'll see some of that. Well, I I, I think yeah, seven mana five six. You're you're talking about it's actually ten twelve, right? Like because you're getting the taunt and the rush. I oh. I, I think it will see play, especially at that at that price. It's, I think it's right where it needs to be. Nelly, the Great Thresher, is a legendary seven mana five five beast with colossal plus one, and battle cry. Discover three pirates to crew Nelly's ship. 
And the ship is a five mana two six beast with taunt and death rattle. Add Nelly's pirate crew to your hand. They cost one. And does that go any further? <laughs> that that's it. They cost one. So the other the the big thing about this too is it's it, three individual discovers, right? So mm-hmm. as you play it, you could discover smite and smite and smite. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean not that, saying that would be a really high roll, but that would be a lot of fun. Not saying that that you'd always end up that lucky, but even two of them would end up being like uh, the high roll that you don't want to see, right? <laughs> Unless you're playing it. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I think it's, it's, it's definitely one of those cards. It's going to see play in Pirate Roar, um, too, uh, just as like a way to like, hopefully, if you haven't won already because of the Juggernaut, well, you're gonna, you're gonna finish it out here for sure. That takes us to the neutrals. All right. Um, so the first neutral neutral that we have is Queen Ashjara, which is a legendary five mana five five Naga. If you've cast three spells while holding this, choose an ancient relic. And there are four ancient relics. You have the Ring of Tides, which is after you cast a spell, this becomes a copy of it that costs one. Um then you have the three mana horn of agents add a random colossal minion to your hand that costs one that seems really strong Ooh, that's i mean especially after we talked about all those colossals already um we have the zalatath i'm i'm probably not zalatath maybe yeah zalatath <laughs> okay um, after you cast a spell, deal two damage to the enemy hero and lose one durability. Haven't seen a legendary uh, weapon since the. What even was that one called? I think it's rotating too. Well, I mean, we have the um, the bulwark, right? Like for warrior. Bull- yeah, I was thinking of the other neutral spell. Oh, the uh, neutral weapon. Spear, spear of sapiens. Spear yes, sapiens. Yeah, yeah I, so it's, it's kind of good. I was hoping that we'd see some uh, neutral spells this time, but another neutral weapon works pretty well. And you also have the Tidestone of Golaneth, which is shuffles five random spells into your deck, and you set their cost to one, and then you get to draw two cards. Um, seems good. That, that seems excellent. I, I can see uh, the queen kind of fitting in a couple different archetypes too, but for sure... Uh, it feels like the Naga quest hunter theme kind of fits. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And especially when you talk about uh, the, the weapon there as well, I'm not going to try to say its name again, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I could see uh, many different uh, archetypes trying to fit the, the queen as in as well. It's very easy to get to three spells um, in any deck. Um, yeah. So, She's really strong, but she's also one that you'll keep on the mulligan just so that you have the time to cast those three spells. So it may clog up the hand a little bit for the the uh, hunter, uh, but only if you draw it early. Otherwise, once you hit turn five, it's it's all gravy from there. For sure. I, 
the only question becomes is I think there 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 will be a lot of people that feel like, oh well, I got it in the mulligan. I'm definitely keeping it. And it's like that's mm-hmm. not really the plan. You probably shouldn't do that. <sighs> I don't know. I think you should actually. You think you should? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes you got to keep those ones that are game altering. Well, true, right? Like, especially if you're getting this colossal at minion added to your hand. Right. So, I mean, that's that's amazing. Granted, it does, you do have to wait until the next turn, potentially, to be able to cast that and, and also get it into play. But, I mean, that could definitely win the game for sure. Mm-hmm. I wonder when people are picking the Tidestone, though, too. Maybe like a priest trying to extend out the game or something. I don't know. I feel like there's going to be uses for each of them. There's, yeah, there's I mean, that one would be... fit into the spell mage, right? Mm-hmm. And the ring of big tides, spell. like being able to make a copy, but then also getting it at one cost, you get one of those big spells to cast again. That could mm-hmm. win the game for sure. All right. Uh, Slithering Dreadscale. It's a epic seven mana five nine naga. With the battle cry, if you cast three spells while holding this, deal three damage to all enemies. Seems like you'd put it in a Naga deck. Um, that's like half Nagas, half spells, right? Uh, three damage to all enemies is pretty good. Uh, decent body. Maybe yeah. not great for the cost, but... Uh... I, I think they're they're you're also potentially looking for ways to maybe even discount down the Snaga as well to be able to get that mm-hmm. same ability going. But how exactly you go about that? I mean, I, I think there's there, that you'll find ways to make it work for sure. In certain yeah, decks, sure. I just don't know which one would need that, that kind of like board clear damage phase, but it's definitely interesting. Uh, maybe in Druid, there's a few... And it, it is a neutral board clear, too. So, like, even in Rogue, mm-hmm. that doesn't ne- necessarily have, like, a nice board a good point. clear. They could make that work. Especially then you're also potentially, like, getting it out with a Scab's Hero Power or um, Ten Wooing it to be able to get an extra damage. All right. And we have the Crush Claw Enforcer, which is a rare three mana, three, four Naga. Battle cry if you've cast a spell while holding this naga or hold while holding this draw a naga. It seems like a perfect card for turn two with the coin. <laughs> you get to grab another naga and have a nice big body on on the float the the field. So three mana three four is actually okay stats wise, uh, with a pretty powerful effect to draw. Specific yeah. draw, tutoring. I mean you you think about in uh in Forged in the Barrens, the North Watch Commander would uh, mm-hmm. was a three three mana three four draw minion, and it wasn't even a specific minion. With now having that specific minion, so you get that that next Naga that you can then also have in hand to be able to get that next spell going, and uh, without having it have to be like a secret has to be in play. You know, I I feel like it's even stronger. It's like a power creep on a card that we've already seen, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, I, I think that any de- deck that contains Naga is going to also include this uh, Crush Call Enforcer for sure. Yeah, they definitely hit us with some pretty good uh, Nagas so far, and there's still more to come. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, we also have Baba Naga, which is a four mana, 
4-4 Naga with the battle cry. If you cast a spell while holding this, deal three damage. Hey, anything that can go face over the taunts that we're going to be seeing, I think is pretty good. You're likely going to have a spell in hand anyway uh, for the decks that would use that. I think it's pretty solid. Four mana, four, four is decent stats for the cost, even. Mm -hmm. And uh, it kind of reminds me of like Circus Medic. It's like, well, mm -hmm. if you corrupted it, then you deal damage face. Now this is more like uh, if you cast a spell, now you can deal damage face and still have a body left on the board. Could see it uh, definitely in that like quest hunter naga deck that we're, we're oh yeah building. for sure <laughs> building in our minds so far with limited yeah. cards but it's <laughs> going to be strong we all know it. Uh, Excavation specialist is a common four mana three six with a battle cry dredge reduced its cost by one. Cost reduction is always good. Puts it on the top of your deck for less so. And even at the four mana, like three six stat line, granted, no key, no other keywords. It's not like taunt or rush. I don't. I feel like it's like it's powerful ability. Do I really? If I'm really needing to dredge, it could definitely be worthwhile. Like, it's still kind of on that cost for me. I I don't know. I mean, the six health, the six health survives pretty much. Any direct damage, um, I think like spells usually at at that, especially at the four mana point, mm -hmm. uh, are only dealing as most much as five. So uh, it survives for a turn at least. I think it's just uh, I it, I feel like you have to be building with a certain deck in mind to be able to use it as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe one that only has one other um, minion or something. All right. So our next card, we've already talked about it. It's just the collectible version of the Piranha Swarmer. So, so do you know if you get a random color or if uh, this one is always going to be yellow? Um, I, I would. I, this what would be weird to me, and I don't know. I would think that there. This is going to be the one time where we're going to see Hearthstone hat instead of having only two in your collection. You might be able to have five. Hmm. So you get one of each, right? One of each uh, color. That would be nice. Because I'd be a, I'd be upset if like I didn't get the yellow one, like <laughs> and, the, and the the orange one, you know. Yeah, I want orange and blue. <laughs> but I don't want to put them in my deck anyway. I think it's better when you get them the other ways. Yeah, because I I also want to see them in their golden versions, right? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> hopefully we get to we'll get to hold on to five of them and we'll also be able to get the golden versions of each as well but who knows maybe yeah. we will even get to have tens so that way we can have two of each <laughs> the same color I, I don't i don't know how it's gonna work out but uh that's my hopeful uh <laughs> guess is at it all right amalgam of the deep is a two mana two three Minion with all types with the battle cry. Choose a friendly minion. Discover a minion of the same type. Uh, I mean, it's a Murloc for two and can discover another Murloc. 
that's where I'm going to use it. <laughs> it's a pirate in Pirate Warrior. Uh, that's a good it point, too. discovers you another pirate for Pirate Warrior. <laughs> oh, yeah. That yeah. could get you Mr. Smite. Maybe that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it's a Naga that also gets you another Naga. Yeah. That's true. I like it. I think it works in in many many decks. Uh, do I think it's broken? No, I I feel like it's it's fun. It, it's it's fun. It's flavorful. It, it you're gonna see it in many many different decks. I mean, heck, you you could I could even see it being in like a beast druid where you're di- you're discovering an owl that's gonna be free. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's I I just. I could see it working in many levels, but yeah, for sure. I I think it's a Murloc too. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Murlocs, we have Sir Finley Sea Guide. Sir Finley the Sea Guide. <laughs> He's a legendary, of course. One mana, one three Murloc with Battle Cry. Swap your hand with the bottom of your deck. Seems pretty good. Uh, Get those I... Murlocs down there. I think it's amazing. Uh, even even if you're just playing like a Murloc Shaman and you start off with, let's go ahead and play him on one. He's still a one three on one, <laughs> which is which is awesome. And maybe yeah. your mulligan didn't go so well. It gets you another chance to, to get a new whole new set of cards. Um, that's a good point. But that's that's a that's at the, you know, absolute uh, like the worst possible thing. But when you combine him with our next card, Ambassador Phelan, which is a four mana legendary four or five battle cry, put three colossal minions on the bottom of your deck. Oh, now we're talking. So you play Ambassador Phelan on on four and on turn five, you can play your Sir Finley and go ahead and get all those colossal minions right into your hand. Seems pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> and he's a, he's the neutral, so that's even even better. Yeah, and any deck can do that, taking advantage of the fun to be had with uh, some of these legendaries that have come along. Uh, that are, you know, kind of the flavor of the set. So I I feel like you're gonna see uh, multiple decks that take advantage of Ambassador Valen for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the next one is Blade Master Okami, which we've already talked about. So let's move on. Uh, Tuscar Trawler. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of fun I, to say. Did I put enough R's? Like, I think you have yeah, to roll them when there's that many. Tuscar Trawler. There we go. I think it's more like Tuscar Trawler. <laughs> Which is a. I, I think I said it right, though, because he's a two mana, <laughs> two, three pirate. OK, so he's a pirate. So it's more like R. <laughs> OK, and you win. <laughs> battle cry dredge. So just simply looks at those three, three bottom cards and puts one to the top. And that's all we've got so far. Mm-hmm. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Any final words for our fans, Noodle? Um, I've had a lot of fun going through these, and I know there's more coming out um, 
all the time. In fact, there may have even been one that <laughs> a new card that has come out since we even started recording this. So I think it's uh, 12 minutes away from the, the recording. So, <laughs> OK, so um, lot, still lots of, of, of fun to be had. I know that there's still uh, more Colossals that have, have yet to come out um, and more legendaries for for uh, some of the other classes as well. Um, and so there's still definitely a lot more to be explored uh, while we take this voyage to the sunken city. So I'm, I'm just really looking forward to, to going on that voyage along with you. Um, so hopefully everyone comes back to, to check out more of our, our discoveries, our, all those hidden treasures that we get to find and uh, all the fun we're going to have. Absolutely. And uh, for that, uh, we're still a few weeks away, three weeks away from release, four weeks, maybe even not three mm-hmm. um, at the time of uh, recording. So we'll we'll try to do this again um, before the final reveal and then I'll kind of break it up that way, uh, put it together, tape it together in uh, post processing so that all of the cards get reviewed at the same time. Uh, but they'll be in a little bit precarious order. So we're, I don't think we'll separate out each one uh, for the Mega uh, Blitz. Uh, thank you all for listening. And much love, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I wanted to take a moment to remind you that you are the Happy Hearthstone. This show is recorded for you and is sustained by you. There are many great ways that you can continue to show your support for the show. You can go to your local podcast source and leave a review. It's absolutely free, and it helps others to find the show. Additionally, you can reach out to us at thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com. You can join the show, talk about your favorite topic. Maybe you want to geek out about something that's going on in the Hearthstone scene. Or maybe you just really want to talk about how cute that card art is on that brand new card. Feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to have you on. And finally, you can join us by being a patron. You can go to patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. Right now, we only have the $1 level, but that does provide you early access to all of our content, and it does continue to keep the show going. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. Your love and support is felt every single show. And we'll see you next time on The Happy Hearthstone.